Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I have been super busy with clients lately, which is awesome. It has been great. I love getting to work with you one-on-one or in the Christian Health Club group online. And I was thinking about the process that we take when we're trying to target overall better health or overcome a specific issue. And so I thought I would give you a sense of how we approach that so that you can either understand the direction we're going when we're working one-on-one together, or just for yourself to think about these steps in the context of your own health journey and how you can apply them. So I'm going to walk you through these general five steps and concepts that I'm thinking about when it comes to helping people through a healing plan. Okay. So first and foremost, what we're going to do is number one, identify and remove the stressors, the greatest burdens on your body. Okay, we don't know what direction to go until we identify the problem. Um, And so for me, of course, when somebody comes to me, we're going to start with food. Um, Because the wrong foods place an enormous amount of stress on your body. Okay, I want you to think of it. Food is the major thing, the major input that you add to your body on a daily basis. Right? So whatever you put in your body is what it has to deal with. I mean, once it's down the hatch, it must process it for better or worse. And if you keep putting foods there that aren't really foods, you know, like fake foods, processed foods, fast foods, instead of real food the way God made it, your body will eventually tell you what it thinks about that. Okay. It may start out as a whisper, a small skin condition here some sluggish energy there, you know, little joint pain, five extra pounds, unusually heavy period, you know, that kind of thing. But after a while, it might start screaming at you, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, obesity. Your body's voice is the feedback that you get in your health. Okay, so all these signs and symptoms that you're experiencing is your body's way of communicating with you. And it's not that your body's against you. It is trying to tell you that something is no bueno, right? And the worse that you feel, the more your body is trying to get your attention to say, sister, something is very wrong here. You know, your cancer did not spontaneously combust from a genetic tendency, okay? And I'm not saying diet is diet all alone, but diet is a major factor for sure. And we're going to talk about some of the other major factors today when it comes to, um, you know, stressors on the body, the stressors, the burdens. But food is such a huge component 
of it. Okay, we've got to think of that. Food is what fuels your body. It is what is supposed to reach every cell of your body um, to keep it operating like it should. And so the first thing we've got to do is remove the biggest dietary culprits. Okay, those would be things like the inflammatory oils. I always tell people, if you're only going to listen to one piece of advice that I give you, please stop using inflammatory fats and oils like vegetable oil, canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, um, all those, you know, the ones you hear are heart healthy because they're vegetable oils. Mm -mm. Not true. Not true. Do not use those. They are just like throwing gasoline on the fire of inflammation on your body. Okay, so we want to remove those. That's a big one. We want to remove excessive sugar, flour, and alcohol, chemicals, dyes, just all of those factory made ingredients that they stuff into a package of food and are so terrible for your body. So burdensome on your body. Okay, your body is like, what? What do you expect me to do with this? <laughs> I don't know what this is, you know, and that's when your liver's like, oh, man, homie, you did not do me right. Because like I said, once it's down the hatch, your body has to deal with it, right? And over the years, the accumulation of all of these, um, you know, poor food choices that you're putting in there really add up and become a problem. That's when it's, you know, the body's like, takes it from a whisper to screaming at you with all of the health problems that you experience. So we start by removing those. Okay. The next level would be to consider removing the top food allergens like wheat, soy, corn, dairy, and as much as I hate to say it, eggs. Um, but sometimes eggs are problematic for people and they are top allergens. So we have to consider that. Um, and more people than you think are sensitive and vulnerable in health when it comes to these foods. And so, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of use for wheat um, in the body. It's not like it's doing a lot for you. It's it's more detracting from health than add adding anything to it. So there's just not any really need to consume it. Um, it's so problematic for so many people. Um, so that's when I'm generally just like stay away from as much as you can, if not completely and totally, you'd be better off for it. Um, but soy, you know, soy is problematic for a lot of reasons. Usually it's genetically modified unless it says non-GMO soy. Um, but it is really disruptive to other processes in the body. It can block you from absorbing some minerals and vitamins and stuff like that. And so... Um, it can be, like I said, problematic. And, you know, corn, dairy, eggs, all of these are just top allergens that the body um, can become sensitive to. And so those are just kind of easy ones to remove. If, uh, if you continue to experience problems, once you have removed some of the more obvious um, problematic foods. And then for some people, we have to dig deeper, you know, when it comes to food stressors. Um, people are shocked when I run a food sensitivity test on them and find that their body is reacting to even healthy foods. If you listen to the podcast I did on food sensitivities, you'll remember that I had to temporarily remove beef and blueberries and basil and squash from my diet. I was very sad <laughs> because, I mean, those things are really good for you. But I was really glad I did that test because I would have had 
no idea. I mean, how could I have ever thought, oh, I better not eat these blueberries. You know, they're setting off a immune response and freaking my body out every time I eat them, right? And so for some people, we have to uh, remove those for a while. I'm actually going through this with my son right now. Um, I ran a GI map and an MRT on him because um, I'm really trying to target some allergy and sinus issues that he's having. It seems like he's more stuffed up, that, stuffed up more often than he's not, you know, kind of snotty and just um, can't breathe well. And so the the true target that led me to do this, the problem is that he is, he's a mouth breather. You know, he, it's leading him to become more of a mouth breather than a nose breather which is not good for development or long-term health. If you've never read up on that and your child is primarily a mouth breather, you need to look into it. Um, it's really not good for their long-term health. But to work on the mouth breathing, you know, obviously my son has to be able to breathe well and clearly through his nose. And to do that, we need to go back to the source of why he's constantly stuffed up, which stems from poor gut health and immune issues. And so that's kind of what we're doing. You know, I got the results back from his food sensitivity and his GI map test. And so we are working through a health protocol now. But the first step was to identify the stressors, which is exactly what we're talking about here. Now, the next stressor we need to identify um, is kind of what body systems seem to be out of whack. The way I describe it to my clients is that we have to look at the foods, right? Food is fuel for the body. But then we have to look at the body as kind of like the engine that uses the fuel. We want to put in the right fuel, but we also want to make sure the engine is able to utilize that fuel well. And so if you've ever done a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, you know that I have you fill out a nutritional assessment questionnaire that asks you all kinds of TMI questions <laughs> about the signs and symptoms you may be experiencing. Again, these health issues seemingly small or big are the way your body speaks to you. And by that, we can get a general idea of things that may be off in the body, you know, certain nutritional deficiencies, poor digestive capability, imbalanced hormones, irregular cortisol, that kind of thing. Now, I'm not a doctor. I am not a doctor. I have not been through medical school. But as a nutritional therapist, I've been trained to recognize some of these common issues, and how the body as an engine can get kind of you know, messed up due to poor food intake or poor assimilative capability. And so I kind of like the interpreter, you know, who helps explain this language, you know, that your body is trying to communicate with you. And like I said, sometimes it's whispering in that language, and sometimes it's screaming. But we can get a feel for some of your body's biggest engine problems, whether it's digestive or detoxification or blood sugar balance or hormone or immune function, and make a plan to nurture those holistically to better health. Okay, other physical stressors that, you know, can be placed on your body could come from things like, you know, chemicals you might be breathing in or putting on your body every day. Um, you can go back and listen to my podcast called The Liver Bucket. If your liver's overburdened and can't detoxify well, this will create, you know, health problems and be a huge stressor and burden on the body. Things like gut infections, mold in your home, dental issues, heavy metal exposure, you know, these are all major stressors on the body, things that we need to identify 
to know if that's what's affecting you. Um, a few other ones, just real important ones, like, are you getting enough sleep? You know, are you working too much? Are you sitting all day and not moving your body? Are you getting too much blue light and not enough sunlight? These are the things that we're going to talk about, you know, who is asking you these questions and holding you accountable to peel back these layers It's me girl, I'm going to do it. But you can also be asking yourself these questions. You know, what are these, these physical stressors on my body? You know, that's how you have to think of that, that food. It's not just, um, oh, you know, it's a quote unquote bad food. No, it is a physical stressor, stressor, health drainer on your body. You know, and sometimes we need to not only address these physical stressors, these physical toxins, but also the mental and emotional toxins, which play just as heavy of a role in your overall health. You know, like who or what is dragging you down emotionally? What toxic thoughts do you need to take captive? Remember that stressful emotions and feelings produce chemicals in your body that negatively impact health. So, I mean, if your mind is always going to worst case scenario, that alone can cause more adrenaline and cortisol to be released in your body, which can cause blood sugar problems, adrenal problems, hormone problems, all from your thoughts, because your body will respond to what's happening in your mind, even if it may not actually be happening. But if you're playing out, you know, these terrible scenarios in your head over and over, your body responds to that with these chemicals. And so we have really got to invoke some First Corinthians 10.5 here, y'all, <laughs> where we take captive these thoughts. You know, we've got to take them captive, first identify them, take them captive, release them, release these thoughts that do not serve us or align to who we are in Christ. Okay, it's so important. I cannot tell you how much your mind affects your health. We spend an entire month on this in the Christian Health Club during the fall. Um, we work through a program I call Self-Coaching Christians, which I've based on what I've learned in my life coaching group. And so I've tweaked what I've learned there, um, this kind of formula they use, and I've added scripture. So it's steeped in the word. And we just spend this whole month examining the thoughts that lead us to things like emotional eating and yo-yo dieting and self-sabotage. Because um, you've got to remember that your actions, you know, the food that you put in your mouth, the workout you decide to do or not do, the way you spend your time, your money, I mean, everything you do all starts with a thought in your head that drives or does not drive your action. And so if you're not examining the thoughts that are leading you to the decisions that are not good for your life, you'll keep repeating them. Okay, so all of that is step one, identify and remove the stressors, what is negatively contributing to your health and to your life. We cannot make any meaningful change or progress until we get a really good grip on that. And then once we do, then we can start building this plan. Okay. And so that starts with optimizing your food intake, which is step number two. So step number one is identify and start removing those stressors. Number two is to create your dietary protocol. Now, for most people that I work with, it's going to look like what we do in Feast of Fast. You know, we want to create a plan that saturates your body in real food the way God made it with lots of vitamins and minerals, amino acids and fatty acids, just all of those 
wonderful things that build our body and keep that engine running and keep it working optimally. But that also allows room for our heck yeahs, you know, our heck yeah foods like pizza and cookies and wine and chips. You know, we've got to find that real foods meets real life approach if you want to make it something that you can keep doing, you know, um, because often I think we just, you know, we pick these dietary plans and we can't stick with them because they're impossible. You know, like two shakes a day and then one meal. I mean, how long is that really going to last? You know what I'm saying? We got to find something um, that make that you love, you know, that really works for you. And so that's why I created Feast of Fast because we've got to find that balance. Now, sometimes we may have to take more therapeutic measures. You know, there are times when more extreme tweaks are necessary. We may need to remove nightshades if you experience a lot of joint pain. We may need to follow an autoimmune protocol if you have an autoimmune condition. We may need to use a FODMAPS diet if your gut is wrecked. We may need to do a liver detox. You know, there are deeper dives we can take depending on those stressors we identify. But I find that most people respond really well by starting out with something doable and basic like Feast to Fast and then going from there. If we need to add in, um, you know, kind of add in, dial in more tweaks, we can do that. But we want to ensure that there's a nice macronutrient balance of proteins, carbs, and fats. We want you to be getting about half your body weight in ounces of water each day. We want to incorporate some fasting. And by doing these things alone, we can see a lot of great results. Um, but you know, the dietary protocol can look different for each person really depending on the health concern and, um, and those stressors, you know, that we need to overcome. So that's step two is creating your specific, you know, dietary plan. Step three is to build in healthy lifestyle and stress reducing activities. This is one of my favorites. Um, and one of those one of the the most important one is to prioritize sleep. Sleep is equally important as food. I mean, you can eat a pristine diet, but if you do not get enough sleep, your health is going to be in the tank. Most of your detoxification and overall body resetting happens while you're sleeping. So if you're not sleeping, you're missing out on a lot of that. I just, I cannot stress this enough. Optimally, you know, you're going to get about seven to nine hours a night, maybe even more depending on what's going on with your body. Um, you know, if you've got a lot of uh, adrenal issues, um, and some people with thyroid issues really require more sleep than that. And you might go in periods of your life where you just need more, you know, to, to play some catch up. Um, one of the biggest barriers I see to sleep is blood sugar or cortisol dysregulation. But we can stabilize both through better nutrition um, and sometimes adding in other therapeutic measures like light exposure and supplement intervention um, to help boost better sleep. And speaking of light, um, light intervention and exposure, you're probably sick of me talking about it, but I can't stop, won't stop. I'm going to talk about light and I'm going to talk about the light because we need both natural light exposure and we need Jesus exposure, both on the daily, right? Um, but truly, y'all, getting some sun into your eyes and onto your skin is incredibly helpful for vitamin D production, setting your circadian rhythm so that you have more energy and better sleep. And I've done several podcasts on this, including sinking your cortisol, salty and lit, and your prescription, your sun prescription. So go back and listen to those if you haven't already. 
Oh, and also the one um, called Increasing Oxytocin Flow. That podcast actually dovetails perfectly with this step we're talking about in the healing process because we're talking about building in stress-reducing activities into your life. And what one thing that we're doing with that is also wanting to build up our oxytocin. Um, oxytocin is our love and joy hormone. It's like, I like to think of it like Jesus running through our veins. It's just that hormone that makes us feel calm and relaxed and easygoing and secure and connected. It's the hormone that gives us those warm fuzzies, you know, and so we want to do things that promote oxytocin flow as part of our healing process and protocol. Um, we can do that in several ways. Um, one is through meditation, which to me means meditating on God's word, you know, marinating in it so that we can just soak it up and become its flavor of love and peace and joy in the world. Exercise is another great way to reduce stress and build health. I mean, your body is made to move, y'all. So pick something that you enjoy. For years, I dreaded exercise because I thought I had to do something I hated, <laughs> like running. But turns out, I mean, exercise can be enjoyable. I love how my friend Erin Brooks, um, who is a trainer, she's just always reminding her clients that exercise is like worship time. It's honoring these incredible bodies that God made to take us through this gift of life. And that exercise is a get to, it is not a have to, you know, just think of all the people in the world who would trade places with you to be able to move their bodies freely. I have to tell you about something so wonderful that my best friend Christy is doing. She is a run guide um, for a man who was blind. So this guy lost his sight in an accident years ago, but he still wants to get outside and run and exercise and move his body and just feel that sun and breeze on his face, you know, be able to go outside and run, um, which I think is so fantastic that, you know, he does not let his disability hold him back. Um, and just God bless my sweet friend. You know, she volunteers to run with him. She's like his eyes. She accesses his eyes. She gives him verbal clues. Um, you know, as he stays real, real close to her and she's, you know, like, Oh, move to the left. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and they just, they make it happen, you know, and they run like two to three times a week together. And I just think that is such a beautiful mis uh, ministry. And I didn't even know things like that existed, but she, um, came across that and it really spoke to her. And so she does that. And I think that's super cool. So for you, my friend, I know there is some kind of movement that you can find to do that you enjoy. Um, ideally, you're going to combine some weight bearing exercise and strength training exercise. Weight bearing exercise is the activity that you do on your feet that works your bones and your muscles against gravity. So that's like your walking, hiking, jogging, dancing, tennis, that kind of thing. And then strength training exercise is adding resistance to your movement to make the muscles work harder and become stronger. Remember in last week's podcast, I was talking about uh, protein and how getting enough protein plus resistance training is like such a game changer on your body composition. And that skeletal muscle is your organ of longevity. Um, so that's really, really important. You know, that resistance and your resistance training can come from your own body weight, um, you know, like doing push-ups or free squats, or you can add in weights or bands or use machines at the gym. Anything like that is great, but it's that combination um, 
that is really going to be best for your long-term health. Okay. Another great stress reducing um, and oxytocin promoting activity is grounding or earthing, which simply means, um, you know, getting out in nature, getting your bare feet or hands or even your whole body into earthly elements like dirt, grass, sand, the ocean. There is just nothing more holistic than sinking your body with the rest of God's creation in nature. I recently went to the beach with my family. It was so fun. And it is just like immersing yourself in the most healing elements. You know, having your bare feet in the sand, that helps reduce inflammation. Salt water, like getting just getting in the ocean, it's like a salt water bath. It's so good for your skin. You know, like I've said a gabillion times, sun is great for circadian rhythm and making vitamin D. The waves, you know, just listening to the, the waves is good sound therapy for promoting relaxation. Um, you know, that was just such a wonderful trip. But even for me, just going to the ranch uh, and being outside, I just, when I'm there, it's like my blood pressure drops. I can just feel that stress melt away. Being outside and close to nature just makes me feel closer to God, you know, to our creator in his creation. And it's just amazing for releasing those feel-good chemicals in the body. Okay, so that, all of that was step three. You know, like I said, we're trying to build in. And I mean, that is like actively, proactively, what are you doing to build in stress-reducing activities and and activities that promote joy in your life? I would also add in there, um, being around your friends, you know, that also is a good oxytocin promoter, just that love and joy that you feel um, from companionship and fellowship, being with your peeps, you know, Um, and so that's a good one too, but, uh, you know, a lot of us get so, so busy, and we just overlook these things, and so that is why we actively build them into the schedule, making time for your friends, making time for exercise, going, you know, being really intentional about going outside, you know, getting some sunshine onto your skin, into your eyes, all of these things, some of them are so simple, and yet we don't do them. So um, that's why we talk about it. I'm like, okay, when are we going to do this? You're going to do it because it's so good for your body. Okay, now step four is really getting kind of customizing the elements of your health plan and protocol. Um, So, you know, with somebody comes to me and it's depending on what we're targeting, um, you know, if it's adrenals or gut issue or uh, hormones or whatever, you know, there's going to be some more specific steps that we take to target that. But also we're going to include supplements, you know, we're going to layer in some supplements. A lot of people want to jump straight to supplements, you know, without considering these other important steps that we've talked about. But I'm pretty conservative when it comes to supplements. Um, Now, believe me, there are times then I might need to load you up with them. (laughs) If we're doing a gut healing protocol, that's a pretty intense supplement load and schedule. All my gut healing clients are out there nodding their head like, uh, yeah, you could say that again. Um, So for those, those clients are the ones that take the stool test and the food sensitivity test. And then we have a pretty rigorous protocol to follow after that. Um, and it does include quite a few supplements and they have to be timed just right because we'll have supplements that are what we'll call it killing agents. We're going in and killing um, the overgrowth of problematic bacteria and we're trying to, you know, work on healing up the gut lining. And so 
um, there are different supplements for each of these things. And you know, they can't be taken at the same time, and they can't be taken with food. And so it's kind of a real it's kind of tricky to get that supplement protocol um, down. So <laughs> but unless I have, you know, hard data from testing, we're going to keep it fairly simple. And I'll tell you a few of the supplements that I end up recommending most to my clients are real functional, uh, real digestive functional supplements like pancreatic enzymes and hydrochloric acid, which um, that is a major component of the gastric acid in the stomach. And so many people are lacking the ability to produce the sufficient enzymes in stomach that they need to break down food. If you have bloating or gas or burping, diarrhea, constipation, acid reflux, anemia, undigested food in your stool, depression, fatigue, skin issues, um, you know, a lot of this is often a sign that you're not breaking down food well. And that is the very beginning of health problems, you know, with your gut and just the roots of illness and disease. Um, so it is like, first things first, we have got to get this working right, you know, and it sounds kind of surprising. But again, from that functional body engine, body engine working standpoint, enzymes and stomach acids are really quite often needed by my clients, you know, we kind of have to bring them back up to speed with that so they can really get their food working for them instead of against them. Other supplements I often recommend are a bile supplement um, for better fat emulsification or breakdown of fats. Um, that's also good for helping promote detoxification. Um, often a good fish oil, a probiotic, you know, those are just some kind of basics that I'm, I'm regularly recommending. I often get asked about a multivitamin, um, you know, which is fine. I that's fine. If you like a good multivitamin, there are just so many poorly formulated, you know, I would say most of them, most of the ones on the market are poorly formulated. And so, um, you know, I, you just have to find a really good one. I there's one I like called nutrients, which is formulated by uh, Jason and Miro Calton. I like them. They are they're real micronutrient experts. And they're real intentional in their approach about how they um, formulate the ingredients and how they source the ingredients. Um, but it's kind of expensive. And there's quite a few capsules that you have to take they're very into they want to make sure that you know, there's certain vitamins and minerals that almost kind of compete, uh, compete for space or attention from the body with each other. And so um, they kind of break up the break it up into different times of the day. And anyway, it can just be a little bit complicated. Um, but I do like it uh, because it's formulated so well. And honestly, I don't take a multivitamin right now. And my kids don't either. We kind of go in and out of experimenting with uh different ones, you know, really, when it comes to supplements, I'm usually targeting more specific needs for myself or my family, or even, you know, even my clients. Um, and sometimes I'm just really changing supplements up by season too. you know, kind of going with the season and what what are we trying to um, really be proactive about avoiding, you know, health wise, maybe I'll do a podcast on that another day. But you know, supplements are definitely, you know, useful, there's a time and a place for them. And I tell my clients that they can really help accelerate a healing process. Um, 
like I said, typically we're targeting specific functional needs of the body to help make the engine work better. But, you know, and the more data that we have from testing, the more that we can dial in those supplements and, and how we use them. But um, so that's step four. We want to, we're going to get really more targeted in on the protocol and layer in some supplements. And then the last step, y'all, step five is just time. It is just, you know, simply giving yourself the space and the grace of time to allow your body to improve and heal. I mean, most of us have spent years jacking up our bodies and yet we want to like snap our fingers and see these miraculous results in a matter of days or weeks, you know, and it, it no worky like that, you know, it just does not work like that. Your body has to unravel the damage. We've got, you know, these layers to unpeel of things that are going on and there just has to be time for your body to catch its breath and have the space to work. You know, part of my job is to help hold that space for you, you know, to be your nutritional therapist, but also your health coach in a sense, you know, give you the tools, but also keep you motivated and moving forward and reminding you to allow your body that grace and time to improve and transform and to keep you centered in the fact that your body is miraculous. It is miraculous and it's always on your side. I know it doesn't feel like that. It can often feel like it's against you, but your body is always on your side, working on your behalf. You know, that's how God created us. And it designed, he designed our bodies with this innate intelligence, you know, to know what to do when given what it needs. And so when we put these inputs in our body, the things that, you know, I'm talking about today that I'm always talking about real food and water and sunshine and exercise and fellowship and rest, you know, then your body has what it needs to heal, to perform and just to feel amazing. And so that you can get into the world and be everything God created you to be. You, my friend, are fearfully and wonderfully made. So whether you are simply seeking better health or have a, you know, a condition or health issue that you're trying to overcome, please keep this five-step healing process in mind, okay? Identify and remove the stressors. Take that burden off your body. Eat food that serves your body well. Build in stress-reducing and oxytocin-producing activities. Make that intentional. Take that time to write that into your schedule, build it into your health protocol, you know, be your own health advocate there, but you can add supplements as needed and then apply it. Give yourself time for that transformation. Okay. All right, my friends, you know that I am always here if you need health, help for health, but that you have so much power in your hands already. God has, you know, provided us so much to work with, like I said, has made your body with this innate intelligence to know what to do if you put these elements in place for good health. So um, thank you so much for being with me here today. I always appreciate um, that you're listening and sharing the good news of real food the way God made it with your friends. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon.
one, remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.